Rebels, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Welcome, family, to the Meta Business Millennial, a podcast where we dive deep into metaphysics and spirituality as it relates to our daily lives and, of course, to business. And I am your host, Erin Patton, also known as Master L. And today's topic, we are really going to focus so much on how to master your consciousness. And I like to say it that way because master consciousness to me has been the essential aspect of really creating the the growth that I have seen in my life to date. Honestly, y'all, having to switch from a victim consciousness to a master consciousness takes time. It takes deliberate and intentional energy and effort. And also it takes patience. It really just takes grace and patience with yourself. And why I decided to channel this topic today is because I really am finding ways every day to connect back to myself, honor myself, love myself, do things for my goddamn self. Because I spent so much of my life people pleasing. And I know this resonates with so many people in business because for, I mean, like, look at the structure for us to be in our corporate spaces, in our retail spaces, wherever you have your job, it is generally in a hierarchical structure. So we have to report to somebody and that person has to report to somebody and that person has to report to somebody. And every quarter or every so often you have, you know, reviews, you have uh, opportunities to sit with that person who you report for feedback. And in many ways, we find ourselves doing things sometimes to please that person so we can get a good review. And all of that really started back in grade school. When you think about how we were conditioned to perform well for others, perform well for the good grade, perform well for, you know, the accolades, perform well for the trophies, perform well for the achievements. It is an essential programming. And on top of that, not only performing well, but we're competing for that shit too. You know, thinking about sports, thinking about even in academics, they used to have like, quiz bowls and all kinds of things that really related to how to compete to be the best at something and also in front of a panel of judges oftentimes. And so when we're thinking back on how we were programmed and how we were raised in traditional like American society, then this really is sets the groundwork. It sets the foundation for how we function and operate at work. Again, whether it's in a corporate setting, whether you work in retail, whether you're working at a restaurant, whether you're working, you know, as a carrier, mail carrier, there is still this inherent hierarchical structure where we have to please the someone else. And that in and of itself can sometimes create this victim consciousness, this victim consciousness where, you know, woe is me. You know, it's always somebody else's fault. I'm, you know, I'm having to always just like, you know, cause think about it. Okay. I love to use this as an example because there's the diamond triangle 
It's the victim triangle. I believe it was Steve Darman that created it. And in the triangle, there is the victim, there is the villain, and there is the hero. And all of them serve as a victim consciousness, whether you're the hero trying to save everybody from some shit, you know, in the hood, we call it Captain Sabo. Like we're always trying to save somebody else, do for somebody else, extend ourselves to the limit for somebody else. And this is definitely a trait that a lot of women find themselves in because we're taught that we're meant to be nurturers, that we're meant to be giving, that we're meant to put ourselves last. And our children first, our husband first, our partners first. And then what are we left with? No energy, no time for ourselves looking raggedy and really not having the opportunity to be in our full divinity and goddess energy because we're too busy giving that shit away. That's the hero. And then the villain is the person that's really like, antagonistic, (laughs) you know, blaming other people, talking shit, gossiping, really just making someone's life hell because they themselves are in a hell state and are unhappy in where they are and what they're doing. We can switch from hero to villain to victim like this in a second. Going back to like a woman perspective, since I've had that experience myself, coming out of that giving, 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 When someone doesn't give to you or when you feel underappreciated or when you feel like, wow, like this, you know, this existence sucks, then you may find yourself lashing out at people. You may find yourself yelling at your kids, you know, unwarranted. You may find yourself yelling at your husband or your partner unwarranted. And that is that villain energy when you are coming from a victim standpoint, like, I have no help. I have no support. I'm doing this all by myself. Like, ah, like that is that energy. And the last part of that triangle is the victim. You know, the victim is really just like, you know, at the victim of of my boss. Like, for example, I really, (laughs) I really lived in this stage when I was working in corporate America because I just felt like such a round peg in a square hole. Like I never fit anywhere I went. Like it was always something, whether if it was racial discrimination or um, feeling like I was in a competitive and political environment or feeling like I just wasn't being received from my ideas and my creative ideas or that my, that my boss was out to get me. I really was, was really in this victim state and this victim consciousness. It really resonates with the collective consciousness, if I may say that, because this victim consciousness really stems for a consciousness level, an emotional level of fear of a punitive, punishing God, a life view, very disappointed with themselves in the world. And you'll find that this is, is, is what the, the rhetoric is across the country, across the world. Like we're always blaming politicians for not showing up in the way we think they should. We're always blaming leadership for not showing up for the way they should. And no one's really taking responsibility for their goddamn self. It's always somebody else's fault. That is fundamentally victim consciousness. And this is again, like I said, a collective issue. It's not you or you or you. It's collective. It's a collective energy. And as we rise, as we think about ourselves as masters, as metaphysicians, as spiritualists, as just good human beings, we must shift out of this and be masters of our consciousness be masters of our emotions, and be masters of how we're moving about in the world day to day. 
and of course at work. And this essentially lifts us up out of that triangle into actually what's called the empowerment triangle. And the empowerment triangle was also developed a little bit around that drama triangle. And I may be getting the people who developed it backwards, but the empowerment triangle actually shifts us from victim, villain, and hero to then coach, encourager, and creator. So when we go from victim to creator, we're looking at our circumstances. Oh, woe is me. Oh, this shit sucks. Okay. How can I transmute this? How can I make the best of this? How can I really move in my grandest (laughs) goddess energy at all fucking times? That's the creator mindset, making wine from water, you know, water to wine, you know, that Christ Christos energy. You know, how can I make lemonade from lemons from a bitter situation? I'm going to make something sweet and juicy and beautiful. Come on, shout out to Beyonce for that lemonade album, because we all have these bitter existences, these bitter moments, these bitter, and sometimes they'd be so petty too, but they they hit us so deep. Whether it's with our families, our friends, our hairdressers, whatever, you know, it could be, it could come out of anywhere. Someone could trigger you. Someone could trigger you like that. And it really creates a bitter sensation. Like you had a good day and then all of a sudden that shit just go left, like real quick. And so when we find ourselves in these situations where we're going left real quick, we have to put on our creator mind, our Christos consciousness, our master consciousness, our Christ consciousness, and figure out how do I transmute this energy for good? Because we are what we attract. So if we're attracting something that's unpleasant, I can make a choice to roll with this vibration, or I can make a choice to lift my vibration and shift this motherfucking energy transmute this energy so that it is something greater. It is something higher. It is something beautiful in God's view, having that God's view. And then when you go from the other aspect, the villain to the encourager and the encourager is really about speaking life so instead of, for example, going back to the, the woman example, cause obviously that is my personal experience. You know, when I'm finding myself in a tough situation with my son, how can I encourage him as opposed to yelling at him or getting angry with him, losing my patience, losing my cool? I can encourage him instead. I can encourage him. I can also speak life over him. I can also just see that, hey, this is a co-creation, a shared situation that we don't have to be mired in. And I can allow my emotions to still be honored. However, I don't have to react to them. And that's the key for that stage, because in the villain, it's generally kind of like a reactive issue there. And again, We're not trying to dishonor our emotions. This is not toxic positivity. We're not trying to say we need to be happy-go-lucky all the time because that's not true. And that's just not reality. And also we have such a range of emotions while we limit ourselves to just that. We need to feel these emotions. We need to feel what we're going through. However, we don't have to react to it. 
We can still come back to ourselves. I love it in Tai Chi. We say come back to our zero point, come back to our true self and figure out how do I encourage in this situation instead of blame. That's your fault. You did that. That wasn't me. You know, that's always the language. And that doesn't have to be the language. You know, that doesn't have to be the language. It can really be about how we can be encouraging. We can be compassionate because that is definitely a high aspect of God is showing compassion, showing empathy, showing love in spite of what someone's doing to you and really move in that energy. And the third aspect is going from hero to coach. So going from saving a hoe to going to coaching a hoe, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, so, so really you want essentially the phrase like, teach a man a fish he can eat for a lifetime versus feeding a man a fish sandwich he can like eat like you know maybe on it for a few times and then like you teach a man how to fish he can make fish sandwiches for for life okay so that's essentially that <laughs> that model that dichotomy if you will going between like the hero to the coach is that you want to be able to not just encourage but you want to be able to teach you want to be able to teach someone how you can do this better. And obviously that's what I do in my metaphysical mastery is I teach on this podcast, on my social media, in my, you know, sessions with clients, my workshops, my strategies. And that is my opportunity to really embody my master consciousness because as we teach, we grow. As we grow, others grow. And as others grow, we grow. It is the most virtuous cycle that there is when we move into that empowerment triangle versus like that victim triangle. The victim triangle is like this, the empowerment triangle is like this. And so when you start to think about how you can move into that coach energy, how you can move into that teacher energy, you really can start to embody what it means to be mastery, what it means to have master over your own consciousness, over your own emotions. Teaching women and men and children and others how to be in their truth, how to live in their truth, and you don't have to hold their hand. You bring people up with you by teaching them. And this is something that I think resonates very true and real for people like in the Black community. And also, I just believe of communities of color, of marginalized communities, like we're always feeling like we need to go back and give. We need to go back. We need to bring people along. We got to take people along with us. And yes, in many ways, that's true. However, it needs to be done in a mastery, in a masterful way and not in a way that continues to cripple because we're not heroes. We're not saviors. And I know this is controversial, but neither was Jesus. He's no one's savior. He came here to teach. He came here to show. He came to embody God and God-like energy and show us the way. So family, I hope y'all can receive that. This Christos energy, this Christ energy, this master consciousness, this Christos consciousness is about mastery of self, teaching others leaving your mark and going about your business, about your path. Because we don't come back. Hopefully we don't. We're always evolving, always evolving. We don't go back to the hood. You know what I'm saying? 
We can certainly teach those from the hood how to grow and get out. But we don't have to go back, go backwards. That don't even make any sense when you think about evolution. How do you evolve backwards? You always evolve forward. You always evolve up. And when you're evolving backwards, that's moving away from God. Period. Evolution is about getting closer and closer to God. Embodying master consciousness and mastery of consciousness is getting closer to God. And that's what we have been called to do. Obviously, we came from mass consciousness and shall we return to mass consciousness, mass consciousness, master consciousness. And that's what God is, source is, Allah is. And I love, love, this is just like giving me all the feels because I love, love, love talking about God. I love, I I love, I have such a deep reverence and respect for God and my path and what I've been given and the gifts that I've been given because (laughs) it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it was God's highest wish for human beings to embody heaven on earth. And when I say embody, really feel it in our bodies, heaven on earth. And this speaks to me because as I was going on my metaphysical path, as I was going on my spiritual path, I really struggled with understanding abundance, prosperity as it relates to materialism. So we're going to shift a little bit here because this is also I'm just something I'm feeling into and talking into and would love to hear what you guys think about this in the comments because wealth, money is not evil. It is absolutely here in this plane as a tool for exchange and communication. As my mentor would say, it's a language. Money is a language. And so we, though we talk about English and the backwardsness of English, it is still a very important means of communication that we have at this time. And so money is the same thing. It is a very important and necessary tool and means of communication. So we wouldn't say English is evil. So why is money evil? Okay, let's start there. So what in turn makes money evil is people's use of it, abuse of it, control of it. Okay, are you walking with me here? Because as we engage with this communication. It can be manipulated. It can be distorted. And it can be used as a tool for evil. However, how we move as masters of our consciousness, as Christ's consciousness, as good doers and beers, we can use money We can use wealth as a tool for amazing things, for beautiful things, for healing things. Okay? 
So when I tell people I'm going to be a billionaire or I'm arcing towards my billion dollar vision for my business and for my family, this is a tool for expansion of good, expansion of heaven on earth. And I hope that y'all really can feel me as I say this, because this is the path that we all are on. That is a destiny for any and everyone. We all have the wiring in our DNA, the coding in our DNA to receive this level of abundance. Yet we remain trapped in our victimization, in our victim consciousness, in our belief of money is evil, as money is a weapon. And we do not come into the full knowing and understanding of how we can access our divinity, our galactic inheritance and abundance and prosperity to achieve massive amounts of wealth, to create heaven on earth, to eradicate wars, to eradicate poverty, to eradicate violence. Because that's what master consciousness does. If we all operated in our master consciousness, there would be no reason to blame. There would be no reason to have to try to save somebody else because everybody's doing well. There would be no reason to be a victim of someone above me because I'm on my own plane. So this is the bridge, this master consciousness that connects us to that dream and that vision of wealth that we all have in us. That's why getting to the bag, that's why getting to the money is so essential to us because it is our birthright. It is. But our path and how we were taught to get there ain't right. It's not right. To hustle, to rob, kill, steal, cheat, backstab, control, dominate, manipulate, fear and still fear, punish. That's not how you get to it. You can get to it that way, but it's not going to last long. And that's why you have to continue to have wars. That's why you have to continue to create weapons. That's why you have to continue to invade. That's why you have to continue to control and dominate and suppress. Because it does not last. It's not sustainable. It is not a sustainable way of operating. And this is why our earth is shifting. The paradigm on our planet is shifting. It has come to an end. This way of operating. This way of using the tools that God gave us to be on this planet. Misusing and abusing that age is coming to an end. And we are the new earth leaders. We are the new earth leaders who are able to see and utilize all of the technologies and tools and insights and knowledge for good. For co-creating heaven on earth. For co-creating an opportunity for everyone to experience wealth. For everyone to be a billionaire. Imagine if we were all billionaires, how stunting this planet would be, how beautiful this planet would be. We'd all have 
beautiful crystal palaces and we'd all love each other and be hugging in the streets and, and dancing and singing. It wouldn't be no necessarily no kumbaya. Like it wouldn't be no kumbaya every day, but we wouldn't have no shade to throw because I'm getting mine just like you getting yours. Yours. <laughs> I'm getting mine just like you're getting yours. And when we're, and, and also operating in that master consciousness, so there's not that jealousy, there's not that envy, there's just that encouragement, there's just that love, there's just that support if someone falls short. And this is the master consciousness. This is really what's going to allow us to evolve as a species, evolve as a species, as human beings evolve. And they're already saying this next generation of children, like my son, I can already see it. Like they're star seeds. Like they came here not not playing no games. They know exactly who they are. Let me talk about my son, Harley, Harlito, Harlow. He knows exactly who he is. He shows up every day in his fullness, in his fullest expression of emotion, happy, sad, angry, and open to listening to what I have to say, to receiving what I have to give and and vice versa, reciprocity. And this takes us back to the fundamental principles of the universe. It's embedded in our coding as soon as we get here. It is embedded in our coding and it is up to us if we want to activate it or if we want it to remain dormant or if we want to remain sleep, as we say, like my meta business avatar, the sleeper. If we want to stay asleep and not know who we is and not know why we be and why we came here, we remain dormant. Our DNA remains dormant and active. Like, like a dead cell phone. Like think about when your cell phone died. Like how sad is that? Like you can't text nobody. You can't call nobody. You can't connect with anyone. You can't get on Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> That's what it's like to be asleep. You can't connect. You're disconnected from God. You're disconnected from yourself. You're disconnected from the collective. So moving out of that sleep state into a woke state, a master consciousness state, a fully powered cell phone state, hey, you could go for days with the fully powered cell phone. Well, maybe a day, depending on how much you use it, a day or two. But the analogy is there. You have access. You can get on the internet. You can make phone calls. You can have emergency phone calls. You can get on social media. You can, you can make notes. You can do all kinds of things. And so this is the same kind of energy it means to embody that wokeness. You can contact other beings. You can contact your friends. Like you can think about your friends. You can send light to your friends. You can heal yourself. You can heal others. That's the difference. And that's what it feels like too. Because I know y'all probably feel this in your beings and your DNA. Because that's what truth does. It resonates. And it resonates not just here and now, but across space and time, across space and time dimensions. Because we are connected to an entire multiverse, different realities at all times. And as we master our consciousness, we can connect deeper into those realities. And as we connect deeper into those realities, we fundamentally understand more deeply who we are because we also reside in those other realities. (laughs) And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to understand the multidimensionality of who you are, of who you be, of why you came to be. 
family, I trust that this is starting to sit with you because it's definitely tingling inside of me and how you can really embody master consciousness and be a master of your consciousness and understand the trajectory of your life path, how it shifts, how it skyrockets, how it goes light years, light, it moves at light speed when you are operating in your mastership, in your Christos, in your Christ consciousness. That connects us directly to God. That connects us directly to Allah, connects us directly to source. So that we may be in true alignment with ourself, true alignment with divinity, and true alignment with our purpose. And when we do that, we experience the abundance, we experience the wealth, we experience the prosperity that can be shared with all of humanity can be shared with our ancestors, can be shared with our star seeds. And that really feels complete to me. I got chills. I got chills on that, y'all. That really feels complete to me. So with that, I really, really and highly encourage you to sit with this, find ways to connect back to yourself, connect back to what you need to honor yourself, so that you can continue to move in and through that victim state. If that's where you are, that's where you are. If that's where you ain't, congratulations. (laughs) But if that's where you are, accept it, sit in it, watch it, grow in it. Say, okay, ooh, I'm being a victim right now. Ooh, I'm trying to save a hoe right now. I'm trying to be a hero. Okay, oops, I'm a villain. That was a villainous move, okay? Because we're constantly weaving, bobbing and weaving in and out, okay? As we come into greater alignment with ourselves, as we come into greater alignment. So be graceful with yourself, be in honor of yourself and love yourself through this journey because it's yours. It's yours. And as always, I have tools for you on our website, themetabusiness.world. Check out our blogs. Also my YouTube I am Erin Patton, my YouTube channel where you're probably watching this podcast or if you're listening on podcasts, you can check out my YouTube channel where there's more videos for meditation, teachings, movements coming, meta movements coming. And of course, you can find me on social media at I am Erin Patton on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and talking more about how to be in alignment and be a master of yourself. This wraps up the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. Please join me for our next episode. I love you so much. Sending you light, sending you love, sending you energy to continue to grow on your path. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.